Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Heist Cappers about the shifting psychological contract at work and the impacts on employee engagement. Heis Kapper, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be on the call, Jonathan. Yeah, it is great to be with you. You're joining us from Cape Town, South Africa. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to have a really fun conversation around employee engagement uh, and the ins and outs of that and what we can do uh, in our teams, in our workplaces, through the work design, job design, uh, and how we interact with our teams to increase engagement levels. As we get started, I wanted to share Heist's bio with everybody. Heist Cappers is CEO and co-founder of WiseTalk. He was born in Cape Town with a strong Dutch heritage and holds an executive MBA from the Graduate School of Business at the University of Cape Town. He's a consummate business builder, went directly from the sale of one business into the founding of another, becoming one of the founders of WiseTalk in 2012. And I can go on and on, but I'll give you a chance now to share a little bit about Wise Talk, what that's all about, uh, and anything else from your background or personal context, and then we'll dive on into the conversation. Well, again, thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Um, I, yeah, I sold my last business, uh, and uh, which was, you know, was in manufacturing and it had a lot of people, uh, quite a distributed business throughout uh, Africa. Um, and then sold that and really wanted to get into understanding people in an employment kind of space. Uh, and my master's thesis was actually uh, written on, you know, the power of open innovation and employee engagement uh, to reprioritize things in business. And I then met my co-founder uh, in the last year of my MBA, uh, self-funded Wise Talk, um, And really we had a we saw the need for blue-collar workforce engagement, so frontline workforce engagement, people that are generally not part of a communication system, not part of, you know, the guys that do all the work and, and get the stuff done, but are generally not in corporate email structures or don't have devices. Uh, so the Wise Talk journey started in 2012, um, and it's something I'm extremely passionate uh, about. Uh, so on the one hand, being a 
consummate entrepreneur uh, in understanding all of the difficulties and complexities with uh, starting a business and making it thrive, I think what's really important for us and our team is our byline, which or tagline, which is we want to make employees thrive. And, you know, there's lots of literature out there around, you know, what happens when you start engaging employees in a meaningful way. And obviously, there's the, the payment contract between an organization and an employee. But on the other side of it, it's about what uh, the psychological contract. And if you create a space of trust, uh, people, yeah, it becomes it becomes a happy atmosphere. Um, and and really, that's what we set out to achieve with WiseTalk. And um, it's doing meaningful things for people in a way that lets them be their best selves, both at work and at home. Uh, and really, yeah, love that's that. the journey we started. Yeah, wonderful. And you just mentioned a term. It's one I bring up from time to time uh, on the podcast, and that is the psychological contract. Now, that's mm-hmm. a term that... Uh, many listeners, it's kind of a more of an academic term. So many uh, listeners may not be fully familiar with uh, what that's all about. Uh, but one thing we've seen is a steady shift and pendulum swing in the psychological contract between employer and employee over the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years. Um, and, and now we're in a very different space. Maybe take a moment and describe uh, what that psychological contract is and, and your perceptions on how that's been shifting over time and what that means for oh, so that's, a, that's a really good question. I think, you know, when, when we started the Wise Talk journey uh, 10 years ago, um, uh, I had the privilege of, you know, knowing quite a few CEOs of, you know, big listed businesses or big manufacturing businesses or retail uh, stores or, you know, in the mining sector and manufacturing sector, and you'd go and speak to these guys and say, look, this is really important, you know, and at that stage, it was still very foreign. And and the premise of a psychological contract is, uh, I undertake to work for you. And in terms of that, uh, I have a behavior that I have to conduct, but I also have an output that I need to deliver in terms of me retaining that salary. But above that are the the the, the relevance of trust the relevance of transparency, the relevance of, um, you know, speaking to people and dealing with them as human beings um, and uh, and not as, uh, you know, part of cogs in a wheel or uh, as a, you know, a liability or an asset that it, it, it is a human being. And if we treat one another respectfully and retreat one another in the way we want to be treated, uh, that accelerates the psychological contract. And, an acceleration of the psychological contract leads to engagement and, you know, not our stats, but stats from Gallup will indicate firstly that over 80% of people are disengaged from work, but what starts happening when you start engaging people in a meaningful way and you see massive changes in business, uh, you know, and at the end of it, it improves productivity and, and profitability, but it's a long journey. Uh, in many organizations, in many sectors around the world, trust has been broken. Uh, the, the fact that businesses operate on a quarter-by-quarter quarter basis uh, without a long-term view to things uh, doesn't help the situation either. Um, and I think for us, it's, it's you know having this amazing business, which is really purposeful, but it's also to show people what, what change can mean, both for employees, but, but also for businesses over time. And that's that for me is is what we want to be you know what we want to stand for as a business going forward 
Yeah, yeah, thanks. And engagement, that term gets thrown around a lot. I, I think nowadays, you know, there's certain buzz terms and most people are familiar with this idea of employee engagement. Um, mm. The question is, do people really know what that means, how to increase employee engagement, why it really matters? Um, what do you mean by employee engagement and and when you envision a better employee engagement in the workplace in the future, what does that mean for you? What is, might that look like? I think uh, starting out uh, this journey um, has has been difficult, uh, as most people will attest to, uh, you know, starting new businesses. I think our focus as a business when we started was we weren't trying to answer questions for a business. We were trying to answer questions that frontline workers had. What are your issues? Uh, at work? What are things that you would like to see that you don't see? What are digitization processes that you'd like to have in the palm of your hand that you don't have currently? Um, Make it easy to use. Make the user experience easy, simple, uh, you know, um, not complex. Um, Complexity, you don't get users looking at complex systems. They want simplicity. They want things at the touch of a button. So we've gone on the journey not only to be relevant from a communications perspective to employees, uh, but also, you know, getting their pay slips or their leave processing or their schedule management, all of that kind of stuff directly in the palm of their hand. So a big thing is what's in it for me as an employee? What, what are those questions you're answering for me? Because by answering those questions, you're, you are telling that individual as a business that we care about you. We want your lives to be easier. We don't, you know, we don't want things to be rigorous. Uh, well, we don't want it to be difficult for you to get stuff that you should have at the, at the, at, at your fingertips already. Um, and with a real focus, because uh, we're, we're very sector led, particularly manufacturing and mining, real focus on health and safety, you know, uh, because these things can cost people's lives and, you know, if, if things go wrong. So, big attribute for us is how do we understand the sectors that we operate in how do we become i hate using the word expert but how do we become more knowledgeable about those sectors that really enhance the work lives of of the employees that in the businesses that they serve um so for us it's uh i get you on on the buzzword being employee engagement um i i think for me and for our team it's about doing so in a sincere way that it's done with care um, and and that the other positive effects will flow over time. But it's certainly not about just the software. It's certainly not about switching on a light and hoping everything's going to work immediately. These things take time. uh, And it is part of getting stuff wrong and hopefully getting stuff more right over time. But understanding that it's a journey and typically that, you know, will be two to three years, five year journeys that companies have to go on. Creating an environment of engagement, a culture of engagement, and embedding in the systems, the mechanisms of the organization, integrating engagement throughout the policies, practices, and procedures of the organization is really, really important. That's when it gets past the buzzword, you know, so we can, we can talk the talk, but are we walking the walk? And, and that's what I'm hearing you saying. And I I agree. I think that's super important. You've already alluded to some of the benefits of higher levels of employee engagement. 
Um, I think it's it's worth reiterating and noting, you know, like, especially right now, and, you know, there's been lots of conversations around the great resignation, around quiet quitting, uh, these sorts of things. Um, I, to use a more academic term, psychological withdrawal in the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all the types of things that that have been an issue for organizations for a long time. But in the aggregate right now, it seems to be collectively in the public awareness a lot more and more people are thinking about it and concerned about it. Um, how do you see employee engagement directly connecting with and linking to psychological withdrawal, quiet quitting, uh, turnover, uh, and and how can uh, increased engage, employee engagement not only help our people, you know, the human case for being good and respecting our people and treating them well, but also the bottom line of the business. We've got two uh, really amazing case studies uh, as a business, but as a third is obviously as CEO during the whole COVID period, uh, you know, generally I work for 65% of our team are women. Uh, You know, some of them are young moms and, you know, being you know uh, in an apartment or in a house with young kids and you know we noted in our own team that there was significant stress on people because they didn't have a place to go they had to be because we had uh, we we had to isolate as a nation for for a number of months uh, so we i saw firsthand the strain that that put on our team and and internally we put a lot of things into action uh to make things more bearable for people. Um, but on the business front, you, you know, we have, we have a number of very large uh, businesses uh, with newer, uh, say younger CEOs and their methodologies are quite distinctively different uh, to the methodologies of the past. Uh, one of them is a, a very large retailer um, uh, and, you know, verbally noted to me some months ago that by engaging over our solution to his people. He does video broadcasts every quarter. Um, On average, every employee watches those video streams at least 10 times, which they share with their family and friends. And uh, it becomes a brand of pride. Uh, And uh, they've noted a more than uh, 20% reduction in staff turnover over the last 18 to 24 months. And then in the mining sector, we've also been recognized for having helped improve Health and safety. Uh, obviously, it's uh, there are many things in play to, to to support health and safety improvements and support retention improvements. But to know that you're part of a system that's that's making that better uh, is is a huge achievement for us as a business and and really what we set out to to do as a team and as a business. Um, but it's it's about all of those things, the immense strain and stress that people are under. And how we recognize what we can do to make people's lives a little bit better every day. Yeah. And even just 5% better every, you know, if we can try to be 5% better every day, day, you know, just incremental (laughs) improvements, right? We don't expect anyone to exponential, the power of exactly. And we don't, exactly. We don't expect perfection from people and, and everyone is learning while they're going, everyone's building the play well, the plane while they're flying it. Um, and everyone is going to have missteps and setbacks. Um, but if sure. we're just constantly being self-reflective and thinking about our teams and thinking about how we interact with our teams and how we're engaging our teams and valuing them and building trust with them and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, 
just doing just a little bit better every day, um, we will have truly remarkable teams and we will be a truly yeah. remarkable leader if, if we're committed to that and if we do that. Uh, so anyways, I, I really like how you're framing that up. And this goes hand in hand with the employee experience. There's so much conversation around customer experience, customer is king. Um, and increasingly, especially over the last few years, I've seen an increase in people talking about employee experience, uh, that mm-hmm. they're recognizing that from a stakeholder perspective, just like customers are key, so are the employees. Without your people, you will not have an innovative sustainable business. It's just impossible. And, and oftentimes, you know, in, in certain industries, maybe more so than others, but people have oftentimes historically been seen as an expendable resource of an organization. There's been exploitation, there's been abuses. Taking a human approach to the, the employee experience and recognizing the importance and value of our people to the success of the organization, not to mention just the fact that they're, they're human beings that deserve dignity and respect and, and to be treated well, um, you know, that, that is, goes hand in hand with engagement. If you have poor engagement, the, the employee experience is going to be really poor. People simply aren't going to want to stick around. And word gets out, you have a reputation as an employer, you won't be an employer of choice, you won't be attracting the best people. Uh, And it's, I think you have a choice. I mean, status quo stagnant is hard to maintain, you tend to either be improving or declining. And, you know, if you're declining, you're going to be, if if you're declining, it's going to be really hard. And it's, it's like a, it's a downward spiral, because the, the momentum can be hard to interrupt uh, once you start to, you know, and especially in, the, in this day and age of social media and various websites where, where employees can leave reviews on their employer and, yeah. and such. The word gets out. People know places that are great to work and places that aren't great to work. So we better pay attention to it. Yeah, I think there's a, a, a I think Richard Branson from the Virgin Group said a number of years ago, you want happy customers, you're going to have to have, to have to have happy employees, you know? So his thing is that you've always got to put the customer first. He says, you've got to put your employees first. Uh, and I, I do an ex- I travel extensively and there's some brands in terms of airline or hotels or accommodation that I go to because of the service I get from them and because of the personnel that are at those facilities or on those airlines um and i think yeah i think if you've got a great brand it's underpinned by great people uh and and that's that i think is where the dialogue is certainly changing certainly in the in the clients that we're engaging with but if you look at the top 5 or top 10 things that ceos around the world are now having to focus on you know from pwc reports to deloitte reports etc you like employee experience employee engagement they're like in the top 5 attributes that a business CEO needs to uh, approach now because you've got this great resignation and there's very high demand in certain areas of the world for people with skill sets that are now neutral in terms of, you know, you can be virtual. Um, you, you, you know, if it's, uh, it doesn't have to be face to face, but if you've got people with skill sets in different geographies, uh, that can now it's blended. Um, but everything for me uh, in our business and everything that we present to our customers uh, is 
is a journey. And to your point, you it's incremental. Uh, it's not a tick boxing boxing exercise. Uh, these these, and we say this to every one of our customers that we're journey led, and um, that that's the importance of relationships. Yeah, and that that actually connects well to the next thing I wanted to ask about, and that's really having an authentic approach towards employee engagement. Authenticity is key to building trust, uh, to strong leadership, uh, having great teams. Uh, all these different aspects are all contingent on authenticity. Uh, maybe describe a little bit how you see it playing an important role in employee engagement, how we need to authentically uh, work with and engage our people rather than, you know, so, some of the ways that we organizations inauthentically tend to do it uh, that we, we see around us all the time. Yeah. So I think uh, another really good question. I think we've seen oftentimes, uh, particularly when we're engaging with customers is assumptions that people make. If you're office bound and you're a, uh, you know, head of HR or you're a, uh, you know, or you are head of engagement and you make assumptions about the type of devices people have, by example. So in the blue collar workforce space, maybe one or 2% of these people have iPhones, the rest all Android users. And, you know, what do you do to be data light? What do you do to be efficient so that, you know, data consumption is a real thing for people in, in certain parts of the world. But the authenticity of what you're undertaking goes beyond uh software it goes beyond you know have you completed x y and z it goes to your point around authenticity is really you know when we go and speak to customers is trying to understand what the pains are of those frontline workers so we interview people we we don't make assumptions you know people will say these are things that are going right these are things that are not but we don't want to be assumption led uh and what people understand is happening on the ground when you're sitting in, in an office or diametrically opposed. Um, so for us, it's really important to get that authenticity right. Because if you are going to do anything around the engagement uh, and you fail at it, you've, you've, got, you've got a big mess on your hands, you know, because it's oftentimes that people make promises, they make undertakings. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. And and then they don't end up doing it or there's something that comes in the way and you haven't, you know, you haven't been as transparent as you potentially should have been. Um, but people see through that. Yeah. People see through it a mile away. And I think employees often are a bit skeptical. I, I think right now the mm. population in general is skeptical of institutions, <laughs> as skeptical of organizations, which means we need to be hyper-focused on open communication, transparency, and that requires authenticity. So it, you, you have to uh, actually be working towards, you know, the aspirational and espoused values and goals that you might have in your organization. You can't just talk about it. You got to actually do it um, and authentically approach it. And if you don't, if you're just giving lip service to stuff, people can see through that. You're just going to erode trust. It's not going to help you. I mean, I think it, that's what baffles me is sometimes leaders, I think they think if they just get up and give a rousing speech and say good things, that somehow that's going to, in, you know, uh, galvanize their people and, and make a big difference. In the moment, it might get people excited, but uh, it's not sustainable. And in the long run, people, it just it just undermines their own 
um, influence and it undermines the trust that people have in them and people become skeptical. And so just be authentic, be true to your word. Nobody expects perfection, just, but work towards it, work towards making incremental improvements along the way. And that makes all the difference. Well, Heis, it has been a real pleasure. I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, so Jonathan, firstly, again, incredible honor to be with you today. Uh, it's a topic uh, I am in- extremely passionate about. Uh, I'm one of those fortunate people in the world that gets to do what they love. Um, and it's a lifelong journey of mine, which I discovered at the age of 40. It's been a little bit, we're a little bit past that now. Um, but people can reach me on, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Casebert Kappers, uh, G-Y-S-B-E-R-T-K-A-P-P-E-R-S, uh, or Kappers at wisetalk.com. Um, and we're obviously just go to our website. There's a contact, uh, me on there. Um, yeah, I love the topic. I love theorizing on it. Um, and I love putting those theories into practice. So, uh, very grateful again. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Heist and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.